Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, and welcome back to the Become Fire podcast. I am your host, Brother Elijah DeLello, here with Father Peter Teresa McConnell. Hello, hello. It's good to be with you. I have my... uh customary cup of coffee yes got my franciscan tomes here ready to to do this with you good sir and good brother i am ready as well <laughs> father can you starting to take i'm pretty jacked up right now i i could feel it i could feel mm-hmm. it father can you tell our viewers since they can't see anything yeah our can viewers you, who can't see anything tell, that's right yeah. can you tell them what they would be viewing if they could see your copy your coffee cup and what does it say uh, my coffee mug says, do it anyway, by Mother Teresa. This mm. is a mug I got from, uh, my, my sister, uh, since I am Father Peter Teresa, I'm named for Mother Teresa. And so it's just, it comes from that sort of, uh, little poem that Mother Teresa wrote where she says, um, you know, uh, you know, if you build things, people will tear it down, but build anyway. Mm. And, and if you love, people will hurt you, but love anyway. And so it's just a reminder to, to do things anyway. Cause, it, cause in the end it wasn't between you and them anyways, it was between you and the Lord. So. Mm. Uh, this is my little, this is my, like little kids have like their, their blankie. I have my coffee. Yes. Yeah. It gives me comfort. It makes me feel safe. And, and then it puts warm feelings in my stomach. And so. Yes. And we, and we hope to put warm feelings in the stomachs of our. Of our we do. Yes. yes. That's what we're here for. So <clears throat> prepare yourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not the effect of caffeine. Yes. But I mean, maybe. Maybe it's a spiritual jolt. Yeah. That, that would, would just kind of <clears throat> shock your systems. That would be amazing. Yeah, come Holy Spirit. New level. Yeah. And so we've been on a Lenten journey, Father. We have. With with our Holy Father, St. Francis. I love it so much. Yeah. There's no one like Francis. There's no one like Francis. He gets me really fired up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more than caffeine. Yes. <laughs> Praise God. So this is a dangerous combination we're dealing with right now. We got <laughs> Francis and caffeine. I could, I, I'm capable of anything right now. Cataclysmic events. <laughs> And so the last few weeks, we've uh, talked about uh, certain things uh, pertaining in, in a particular way to our Franciscan charism and rule in a particular way as third order Franciscans. Yes. Uh, and so we spoke about metanoia, conversion, uh, doing penance. We talked about poverty uh, and detaching from things. We talked about prayer and the importance of prayer in, in, yes. in our lives, especially during this time of Lent. Spoken about fraternity and the importance of uh, you know good good fraternity, having good relationships in our lives, people that we can go to the Lord with. Mm. And so we're going to talk. Good fraternity, brother. I just want you to know that. Wow, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate. You're very welcome. This is wonderful. Yeah, just more warm feelings. I'm very warm. Just bask in the glow of the warmth of the fraternity. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, we're not causing anybody to, to to feel nauseous. No. Just warm feelings. Yeah. Okay, good. <clears throat> Fear not. And so we are going to speak today about uh, St. Francis's letter to the faithful. Mm-hmm. So, Father, can you tell us a little bit about the letter to the faithful? Yeah, so Francis wrote a lot of letters in his day. He wrote a letter to St. Anthony. He wrote a letter to uh, you know, the, the members and the brothers of his community. He wrote a letter to some civil authorities. This particular letter he wrote to lay people who were uh, already living uh, a penitential lifestyle and then are 
seeing the man Francis and then want, kind of want to follow his example, but from their lay vocation. So he writes this letter to him. He actually writes two letters to, to them. Uh, and so we're going to be looking at one of them. And so, uh, yeah, so they're not, he's not writing to monks. He's not writing to religious. He's writing to, to, to lay people. So uh, this, is, this is perfect. Yes. And that this letter uh, is, is also important to, to those who are religious Third order Franciscans. That's right. Yes. Like, like you and, and myself. Yes, that's right. You and I, who are third order regular Franciscans. So yeah, we don't we don't trace our heritage to, you know, the the first Franciscans. Um we trace it back the whole way through Francis, surely, but but through these lay people, mm. through these first lay followers, and then from that a religious community was born and then that's what you and I are. That's the vine you and I have been grafted onto. Amen. Yeah. Hopefully we're good grapes. <laughs> I really hope we're good graves. I hope we're good graves. Wow. <laughs> you've, you've put a new desire in my heart. Today, <laughs> I want to be a good grave. <laughs> so we're going to uh, just read through some of this letter today. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll just break it down and, and, you know, hopefully that this will continue. I mean, Lent is coming to a close. Yes, very quickly. Um, uh, next week is, is, uh, is Holy Week. And it just, it flies, it flies. So hopefully this this journey, these podcasts have been helpful to you to grow in a, in a deeper way with our Lord Amen. with the help of St. Francis. Um, and so let's begin. We'll, we'll read some of this together and then just break mm-hmm. it down, Father. So yes. words of St. Francis to his followers. Yes. All who love God with their whole heart, with their whole soul and mind, and with their strength, and love their neighbor as themselves, and who despise the tendency in their humanity to sin. Receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ and bring forth within themselves fruits worthy of true penance. I think the first thing um, that strikes me, and uh, if you you ever, you know, I'm sure some of you might be listening in your car or whatever it might be, but if you ever want to maybe look this up, I'm sure you can find it online. Yeah, maybe we can find a link for it or something like yeah. that. Because you can. Yeah, you can find it online. <clears throat> but you'll <clears throat> notice all of the scripture, all the quotes from scripture. Yes. And so even the the very first line, um, the very first line is just a basically a quote from scripture. Mm-hmm. And so, Father, just the importance of the scriptures and in, in Francis's writings and his rule, um, mm-hmm. you know, even when he brought his rule for the first time to, to the Pope and, and to all of those yeah. who were looking at it. And yeah. they kind of just were like, what is this? <laughs> it's <laughs> basically just the gospel. You know? it's, yes. It's like, so, you can't really do this, bud. We're going to get a little more concrete shape to this. <laughs> so the, the, the scriptures are at the heart of, of yes. the life of Francis. Mm-hmm. No, they are. He's quoting scripture throughout. He would have had a lot of scripture memorized um, and, you know, we've been praying the Psalms, praying the bravery and uh, we've just been, would have had, I mean, to have books back then was a huge deal. It was one of the things the brothers would have begged for hmm. and, and all of their breveries and all of their Bibles and all of their missiles would have been hand-me-downs and, uh, and, but, and they would have treasured them. You know, they would have been, it would have been very, very important to, to, to the brothers. Um, and this is, and Francis knows the scriptures very well. So so Francis will call himself like an idiot and a simple fool. And, and, and there's a way that is true, but he's also educated that he can read, he can write. Um, he is a very smart, intelligent man. Um, 
and he knows the scriptures very, very well. And if you look at his writings, he's always, always quoting sacred scripture. And I think the, you know, this is quoting from Mark's gospel, but going back to, you know, the Shema, you know, yes. um, that we should love the Lord our God with our whole heart, whole soul, mind, and strength, that this was something that, you know, the Israelites would have had marked on their doors, mm-hmm. would have carried around um, on their foreheads, you know, this scripture. Um, and so that that Francis kind of imbibes um, this living out this scripture, you yes. know, um, that everything he did was for God. Um, and then love their neighbor as themselves. And mm-hmm. I think that goes back to last week talking about fraternity. Yeah. And just uh, that the first two commandments, yes, right. The first two commandments yes. uh, is what he begins with. Um, and I think that's <clears throat> so. So Francis is is saying that this these, these are what penitents do. Mm. If if you're going to do penance, this is what you do. This is what it looks like. And so I think sometimes we can fall into the trap of 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 of, of what we think penance might be. But Francis is very saying, okay, a penitent is someone who loves God with all of their heart, all of their soul, all of their mind, all their strength, and then loves their neighbor as themselves. Um, That is the first thing. That's the first penance you do. That's Mm. what it means to be a penitent. Um, And then then he has two more things that that we see that he also thinks that um, is included in in those who do penance. Um, Mm. But yeah, just how how simple he makes it for us. Um, Simple, but not easy. Right. Yeah. Because thinking about all of the, all of the penance, all the violence, in a sense that you would have to do to your own will, yes, in order to make that the truth, mm-hmm. um, in order to love others, we know how hard that could be, yeah, and in order to to give God that that first place in our hearts, yeah, how much we have to really empty ourselves, yeah, and so he draws that right into who despise tendency of their human sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes right into, uh, again, something that's so pivotal in Francis's life, yes. which is the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's exhorting the people to receive the Eucharist. And this is something throughout Francis's life. If you see in his writings that he is, um, he, he probably talks more about the Eucharist than poverty. Um, if you kind of like scientifically break down his writings, the things that he's actually talking about, the Eucharist is is of prime importance for him. And 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 there's kind of a Eucharistic revival taking place during Francis's time where where people are not receiving the Eucharist all that often. Um, they would have been receiving uh, they would have their their Easter Eucharist for sure. Uh, but then the fourth ladder in council is is really trying to get people to to receive the Eucharist more frequently. And Francis um, takes this sort of commission and, and, and becomes one of its its greatest preachers and and preaching the importance of the Eucharist. So this is something else then to do penance to to love God with all all of your being, to love your neighbor as yourself, um, to hate within yourself your tendency towards sin and vice, mm. um, and then to receive worthily the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. And I think that um, when he says, you know, receiving the, the Eucharist and then through the Eucharist, bring forth fruits worthy of true penance, mm-hmm. that he kind of goes back to like, we can't do it without yeah. the strength of our Lord and the blessed sacrament. Yeah. We can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, even at, and just in this very brief first uh, little section here, that in our Lenten journey, you know, that 
as we have done our penances, as we have done uh, our practices for Lent, that the ways that we are opening and disposing ourselves to receive more of God, that we see that the man St. Francis filled himself with the scriptures mm-hmm. and filled himself with, with the Blessed Sacrament, mm-hmm. with the Word, yes. with the Word in both forms. Yes. Um, and that if you haven't done that yet this Lent, you know, uh, take yeah. it out of uh, uh, St. Francis's book to yeah. open up your scriptures, pray with the Word, fill yourself mm-hmm. with truth. Um, and to, you know, if you've been away from the Blessed Sacrament for a long time, you know, in the words of St. Paul, now the acceptable time, right? Now, now the day of salvation. So yes. to return to our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. So let's keep going on this because this is one of my, my favorite parts. Okay. <laughs> so here's the next section. How happy and blessed are these men and women when they do these things and persevere in doing them because the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon them and God will make his home and dwelling place with them. They are children of the Father whose works they do. They are the spouses, brothers, and sisters, and mothers of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, uh, this 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 paragraph is is of supreme importance, I think, to to me, and, and I think to you, and, and I always tell this to the novices as well, and that that we are Franciscan friars of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And and we are third order Franciscans, so our our, our charism is penance, is metanoia conversion, and and Francis links those th- two things together right here. Mm. Um, that those who do penance, um, that when they do these things, they are happy, they are blessed, um, because the spirit of the Lord will rest upon them, um, and the Lord will make His home and dwelling place among them. Uh, that if we want the Holy Spirit, um, if we want the Holy Spirit to, to rest upon us, to dwell upon us, for us to become true temples, true tabernacles of the Holy Spirit, to really become a friar of the Holy Spirit, or just even become a, a Christian filled with the life of the Holy Spirit, then then we need to do penance. And Francis has already told us what it is to do penance. And so I think it's just so beautiful that our name and our charism, that, that, that Francis had already made this connection um, 800 years ago that that doing penance and the Holy Spirit are are intimately connected and united. And I think it's so beautiful, um, you know, going back to what we were talking about with, you know, how St. Francis in a very real way kind of denies his birthright to his earthly father, yeah. you know, gives everything away. Yeah. Um, and in that act of penance, you know, in that act of giving everything away, disposing himself to the Lord, that, you know, the spirit will rest upon him and then the God will make his home and dwelling place with them. Mm-hmm. That he gave away his earthly dwelling in a sense so mm. that he could he could live with the father both now and in heaven. And so there's this sense of like, you could look at Francis and be like, he doesn't have anything. Yeah. But like the whole thing is like, no, like he has, he has it all. Yes. He has everything. He has yeah. Everything that you could ever want. Yeah. <clears throat> And, and then Francis ends it by describing the kind of different relationships that we come into through, through this. So when we do this, we become children of the Heavenly Father, um, whose works we do. Uh, and then we become spouses, brothers, sisters, and mothers of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and, and Francis is the least abstract person maybe ever. <laughs> he doesn't give you the theory. He just gives you like his concrete life and example. And so these aren't, 
these 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 relationships that Francis aren't describing that they're real for him. Mm. Um, that he really does see the Lord as his brother, and really does think that you can become a spouse of God, and that and that even in some mystical way that we continue to give birth to Christ in this world. Yeah. Um, through our our relation, you know, I mean, especially, I mean, especially if you have a devotion and relationship with Our Lady, but and that she can help you with this, but that, um, but that we bring God to people, mm. we 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 allow God to to enter into the world through our actions, through our words, through our love, and and then in this way that we can become mothers of our Lord Jesus Christ by by like Our Lady, um, bringing Him into the world in a, in a very mystical and wild but but really beautiful way and so uh it's kind of crazy to think that we could be a spouse or brother or mother of our lord but but that's what francis says um and it's just it's just amazing yeah and again just even in this short paragraph four scriptures yes that he's just quoting scripture yes yes (laughs) yes um and he takes it you know pretty literally Mm -hmm. that this is just this is just what's true Mm -hmm. this is what i'm gonna live Mm mm-hmm Okay, continuing on. We are his spouses when the faithful soul is united by the Holy Spirit with our Lord Jesus Christ. We are his brothers and sisters when we do the will of the Father who is in heaven. We are mothers when we bear him in our hearts and bodies with divine love and with pure and sincere consciences. And when we give birth to him through a holy life, which should enlighten others because of our example. How many scriptures quotes that time, brother? At least three. <laughs> At least three. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But he starts to break down these relationships and how we are, the, the spouse and, and the brother. And so uh, we are his spouses when the faithful soul is, is united by the Holy Spirit with our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, that, that this is something I, I, I've been thinking, kind of reflecting on is that, you know, it's it's very popular and very fashionable now to talk about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, it's totally right. Um, we need a personal relationship with Jesus. But but the Catholic tradition doesn't really u- use that language so much. It, it is a it is a new expression. And and what the what the what the mystics has always talked about is union. Yeah. Um, becoming one with God. Um, and and Francis again, not living in abstractions becomes so one with God that he actually bears the wounds of Jesus in his hands, feet, and side. But that, but that God really doesn't want to, be, really does want to become one with us, and, and our souls are united with Him. And it's not to the negation of our personality, not to the negation of our personhood, not that we just become totally lost. We're not, we're not Hindus or Buddhists where we just become totally lost in the Godhead. That that God made us unique, uh, and. And we we retain our uniqueness, our individuality, but but it becomes purified, becomes sanctified, and, and then that God really does just begin to to live in in us and through us in that way. Mm. Yeah, and it's not on our terms. No, 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 it's not. You know, so often in a relationship we just go right to like give a little, take a little type of a thing. Yeah. But that Francis knew that God wanted everything, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and in so many of the the things that um, the Lord did is is He did them in Francis, mm-hmm. and the, there's no relationship that's that's quite like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I also love the 
know, we were talking about for fraternity last week yeah. that, that, you know, Francis sees himself very much as a brother of Christ and so brothers of each other. But that I think that even in this line, um, that a brother is somebody who does penance, but even the biblical understanding of the word penance can boil down to like doing God's will. Yes. And, and he says it right here. Yes, he does. That if you're a brother or a sister, you do the will of the father. Mm-hmm. And it's so simple. Yeah. <laughs> it's so simple. Yeah. Um, but I think that what complicates it is us. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a very hard thing to do. It is. It is, <laughs> yeah. I- I'm thinking right now of times when like, um, you know, parents, our, our parents gave us like instructions, you know what I mean? Like they, they probably went grocery shopping on Saturday and gave us a bunch of chores to do. And uh, there were probably some siblings who were like good and obedient and did that. And then there were some siblings like me who just like ran around and like didn't do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, and I wasn't being a good son at that time. And, and ergo, if I'm not being a good son, then I'm not being a good brother because I'm not of one uh, mind and heart with my father. And and my and we're all supposed to be of one mind and one heart with our father. And so if the other siblings are of one mind and one heart, you know, with the father, um, then I'm not I'm not being a good brother to them if I'm if I'm doing my own thing. Mm. And we should all be doing what the family's doing. Um, and dad's in charge of the family. Our heavenly father's in charge. And so when we all get on dad's page, then then we all really enter into those relationships with another brother and sister. Yeah, yeah. So. We continue here, um, and I think just hitting, I mean, you, you really said it when we were talking about how, how it could be that we could be a mother of Christ, yes. but, yeah. um, you know, that we, we we bring Christ to others. You know, we give birth, as it says here, to mm-hmm. him through a holy life, which should enlighten others. Um, and even, you know, today I was talking to, to one of the kids in, in the catechism class, and they're getting ready for baptism. And I was trying to explain some of the symbolism of the Easter candle, yeah, you know, and how you know that is a it's a symbol of Christ, a very real symbol of yes. Christ. Um, but that when you're baptized, you receive a little candle with a little light on. It. <laughs> yeah, you do, yeah. right? Um, and I think that that's that's kind of what he's talking about here. Mm-hmm. That when we receive Christ in baptism, that we have the light of Christ within us, and we can bring that light to others. We can we can bring that light and that truth to others, and we mm-hmm. can, in a sense, give birth to the Lord um, for others. There is nothing greater in this life than than holy witnesses and holy examples, mm. and it and it does serve as a light, uh, a light that people can look to and then lead them and guide them in their own lives when they're not sure what to do. Uh, it can draw them in like a light in darkness to 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 warm them. Um, but then also, I think sometimes, you know, we reflect on like, well, I'm doing all the things that I should be doing, but like, it's not really like affecting, like people aren't really changing around me, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think, I think sometimes people who are in darkness, the light hurts their eyes yeah, um, and they want to turn away from the light. Uh, and so, so if you are witnessing um, if you are living to the best of your ability to, to be a disciple, to be a penitent, to, to follow God, and, and the, the people closest to your heart um, are not being warmed and changed and enlightened by your example, um, just to keep persevering, um, yeah. that sometimes it takes a while for our eyes to adjust to the light. Um, and we can just have hope and faith that, that they will, that they'll see it for what it is, and that eventually... Um, they'll want it as well. Amen. Okay. 
Here's this last part here, Father. This is where he just flips out. He I flips love, out. I love it so much. It's just, it's just Francis. Hold on to your seat. <laughs> if you're driving, maybe pull over. <laughs> and he says, how glorious it is, how holy and great to have a Father in heaven. How holy, consoling, beautiful, and wonderful it is to have such a spouse. How holy and how loving, pleasing, humble, peaceful, sweet, lovable, and desirable over all things it is to have such a brother and son, our Lord Jesus Christ who gave up his life for his sheep and prayed to God saying, Holy Father, keep in your name those whom you gave me in this world. They are yours and you gave them to me. And the word which you gave me, I gave to them and they accepted it and truly believed that it came forth from you. And they have accepted that you sent me. I pray for them and not for the world. Bless them and sanctify them. I sanctify them. I sanctify myself for their sakes. I do not pray only for these, but also for those who through their word will believe in me. May they be holy in oneness as we are. God, I wish that where I am, too, they may be so that they may see my glory in your kingdom. Amen. And exclamation points <laughs> yes. just all throughout it. a lot of exclamation points <laughs> yes. um and i think that that's you know that that a penitent is not you know as jesus says in the gospel if, if you are doing penance you know to wash your face to anoint yourself yes right that people shouldn't know that you're a penitent in a sense mm-hmm. because of the joy of the gift of what you are opening and disposing yourself to through holy penance mm-hmm. uh, and that that's what the wisdom of the church with with the liturgical seasons that lent always leads to easter every yes. year um and that you know we should be um sorry for our sins and repentant for the ways that we have failed but that it never ends with condemnation, but we believe in the mercy of our Lord mm-hmm. and that through everything he did, that we have a father, we have a, a brother, we have a spouse. We, yes. We've been given a family through Christ. These are, So Francis begins this last paragraph and he says, how, how glorious it is to have so holy and great a father in heaven and have such a beautiful and admirable spouse, uh, the, the paraclete, the holy paraclete, that, that these are two things that, that Francis actually renounced in his life. Mm. He renounced his father, um, and he said, I'm not going to have a spouse. Um, he gave those things up. And so, so we who, who are penitent to do penance, we, we give all sorts of things up, and we've given things up for Lent. Uh, but what Francis teaches us is that he, he's got it back a hundredfold. Mm. He renounced his earthly father, but now he has this amazing glory, holy and great father. Um, and he's dedicated himself to a life of, of celibate chastity, and now he has such a beautiful and admirable spouse in the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, and, and so Francis teaches us that, that whatever we renounce, as hard as that is to renounce a father, uh, an earthly father, um, uh, to renounce the, 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 uh, a spouse, um, or to renounce... Um, Whatever you've given up, this Lent, how hard it is that the French is that we get it back a hundredfold, um, and and not and not in the way that we thought. Um, we don't have any evidence of 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 Pietro Bernardone, Francis's earthly father, repenting mm-hmm. and coming to Christ. 
um, yeah. in a deep way. Um, there's nothing in his biographies that, that show us that. Um, and I'm sure Francis prayed and did penance for his earthly father and, and uh, wanted him to make it to heaven, but but it doesn't seem like that relationship ever was restored in this life. Mm. Um, but Francis can still rejoice because the Lord has given it back to him. Not maybe in the way he wanted, but but in this beautiful way where now he is just so in touch with his heavenly father. And, and now he has this beautiful and admirable spouse, the Holy Spirit. And and so so we can just trust. We can trust, we can trust, we can trust that, that whatever we give up in this life, no matter how hard it is, uh, that God is going to give it back to us in some way uh, a hundredfold. Amen. And many, many scripture quotes in this <laughs> yeah, last one. A lot of John. John 17, yes, yeah, about nine or ten times. Um, and, and to your point, Father, that, you know, if you've ever read John 17, that it's, it's Jesus' prayer to his Father right before he enters into his mm-hmm. passion. Yes. Um, and it's just this intimate, beautiful chapter in, in the Gospel of John, but it's as if Francis is entering into that prayer yes. and praying for us. Yes. Um, and so he d- really does, through through Christ, become a son in the Son, right? And so I would say that for all of you who, who are journeying with us here, that um, you would imitate Francis in his love of the scriptures and his love of the Eucharist, but also in his joy of a life of penance. Amen. Um, that, you know, you, you could know that you're doing a penance well is if, if it's growing you in conforming yourself to the will of the Father and that that's producing joy, Amen. that that fruit of the Holy Spirit is there. Yes. And so we pray that that, that would be with you. Um, at the end of this Lent and, and for, for your whole penitential life. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that we'd That's be right. good grapes, Father. Amen. We'd be good grapes. And and grapes bring joy. Amen. A grape has to be crushed and it becomes wine, and wine is a joyful thing. Amen. So, amen. We'd be good grapes and that we bring joy to all those who would crush us. That was a what? Wow. That was a wonderful way to round it all out, Father. That's what I'm here for. Amazing. <laughs> well, my mind is blown. How about it's time for the question, Father? And I feel a little on the spot. I'm, I'm, I don't have my my comrade in arms today. I know. Father Anthony is visiting the brothers in Detroit, so. Which is why I figured, what do you really think of Father Anthony? <laughs> 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 well, Just me, kidding. How long do you have? <laughs> um, so for this question, Father, mm-hmm. I would like to ask you that if you, since we're talking about grapes. Okay. If you could be a tiller of soil, oh boy, and could raise any type of crop, okay, and produce any type of fruit, which would lead to any type of yield, <laughs> <laughs> whether it's grapes and wine and okay. jam or mm-hmm. for sure strawberries, yes, corn. Mm-hmm. Tell me, Father, this is so interesting. Where would you go, and what would you grow? Sounds like a Dr. Seuss. Book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we should make this into a Dr. Seuss. I I think uh, it is. I do have a, like a, a dream of one day, maybe growing some grapes and some vines. Wow! And uh, and and making wine from scratch with them. We we tried our hand at like some kit wine this past year, and that was a lot of fun, and mm. brothers loved it. But I'm also Irish, Ooh. and I love all things potatoes. Ooh. Mashed potatoes, 
twice baked potatoes, mm. French fries, home fries, tater, tater tots, mm. potato chips. Actually, the only thing I actually don't really like is a baked potato. I think it's just like kind of a boring way to do a potato. Yeah. But uh, so maybe I would also then want to do potatoes as well. I could probably live off potatoes. Potato farmer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The McConnell farm. <laughs> you got it. You got it. I could see it. <clears throat> maybe in the future we'll have grapes and potatoes here. Uh, that'd be a dream. Awesome. Well, what about what about what would you if you were a tiller of soil? Ooh, I think. What uh, would you grow and where would you go? <laughs> <laughs> So grapes, gra- there's something very, um, there's something very beautiful about vineyards. Mm-hmm. So I really do like grapes. But if it's not, a biblical image too. Yeah. It is. If not, probably some type of like fruit. Yeah. Like fruit trees. Maybe like some some citrus trees yeah. or something like that. We're trying to do that. It's not going so I well. I know it's the sun is keeps yeah. baking our trees. Yeah. yeah. But that's probably what I would do. Great. Yeah. Excellent. Or tomatoes. I'm Italian. Yeah, tomatoes would be great. Tomatoes would be great. They would be really good. Just like some fresh potatoes. Have some fresh bruschetta. Just some fresh moths with those potatoes. We're probably digressing. We are digressing. (laughs) It's time for lunch. (laughs) Well, we thank you again for listening to us, for being with us. Heck, for tolerating us at times. (laughs) Uh, Father, if you wouldn't uh, mind just saying a prayer for us. Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you and give you great glory. Lord, we thank you for this season of Lent. Uh, and Lord, whichever ways that uh, we maybe are ashamed of our Lent observance and feel that it is not uh, the Lent that you that we had wanted to have, uh, we just ask now that a spirit of shame would be gone from us and from our hearts and from our lives uh, and that we would just receive your freedom and just receive the gift of whatever this Lent has been for us and whatever penances that you have deemed worthy to for us to experience during this time and that we would embrace them that we would allow those things to, to sanctify us to make us holy that they would uh, make us your children uh, make us your spouse make us your brother and sister uh, to make us your mother we ask all this through christ our lord the lord be with you and with your spirit may almighty god bless you in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen go in peace thank you for listening to this episode of the become fire podcast The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith. That's becomefire.faith. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.